What's up, y'all? Back with another episode. Amateurs, real stories, real situations, real talk. Today we got, you know, one of Chicago's very own Miles Reynolds with us, man. You know, who's done a lot, a lot of amazing things on and off the court, man. So thank you for joining us. And how's everything been going with you? Oh man, thank you guys for having me. Uh, you know, I always want to support my friends. Uh, you know, Jaron and Bryce, you guys had two uh, great high school and college careers. Um, you know, I'm excited to catch up with you guys on this podcast. For sure, appreciate it. Appreciate it. I mean, this yeah. is this is dope. I was talking to Jaron earlier about just like how big Chicago basketball is and how we all like play for the same teams, are in the yeah. same circles. And this is I was just looking forward to being able to catch up to you, somebody who. Was in that older class that we were looking, looking, you know, looking up to growing up. So, so I'm excited yeah. for this. Yeah. No, yeah, Chicago basketball—it's all like a family. Sure. Uh, no matter what what age you are, um, what age group you were playing in, uh, you know, we were all in those gyms grinding together. Um, you know, I can't even tell you about those late nights we were in the park, uh, <laughs> beating up on each other, backyard uh, practices, getting ready yeah. uh, for the EYBL circuit. So. Um, it's something about Chicago basketball that really just brings people together, um, really life. So what, so what you been up to, man, you know, you know, lately with, uh, you know, the quarantine, everything been going on, what you been up to lately though? Man, uh, quarantine, obviously it's been tough for a lot of people. Um, you know, but I've been able to, uh, kind of get myself going. Um, I got a few new, uh, business ventures. Uh, I put out a shoe. Recently in September, uh, through my sister's shoe line, her first men's shoe. Um, over the quarantine, I was interning with my uh, dad's investment banking company, Loop Capital. Um, and I just recently got hired a few weeks back. So, uh, congrats, man. Yeah, congrats on it. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, I'm headquartered out of the LA office right now. So, uh, just trying to get my spot together. I moved in uh, about First, first day of October. So things are still getting settled. Um, you know, can't really go back to the norm right now. I think we're going into a second shutdown, yeah, um, you know, which I'm in favor of. Obviously, it's going to hurt a lot of businesses and small businesses, but, you know, it got to be done. The safety of our people is worth more than, um, you know, any capital or any uh any business uh venture thousand percent thousand percent before we get you know into the episode we do have a game on our show called the one minute warm-up uh so i have about 10 to 11 questions for you right okay Jan's gonna have a one minute timer you got one skip and of course all the goal right. is to get through all the questions before you know the time runs out so here we go all right, all right, let's <laughs> <get> on the spot. <laughs> all right you ready Jen? yeah yeah all right here we go all right what's the best arena you've ever played in the best arena um, Kansas. Favorite sneaker to hoop in? Favorite sneaker, uh, Jordan 11. Mm. Uh, who was your first coach? First coach, Miss Foster. <laughs> uh, favorite artist of all time? Favorite artist of all time, Drake. Favorite brand of wear off the court? Off the court. Uh, athletic wear, athletic wise? Anything. Anything, Gucci. Gucci, okay. 30 uh, seconds. What's, what's one thing besides your phone that you can't live without? Ah, uh, food. Uh, favorite place to visit? L.A. Even though I live here now, I'm still going to L.A. <laughs> Fifteen seconds. Uh, who did you who did, who did you model your game after growing up? Uh, try to be like Steph every time I could. 
Best player you ever played against? Best player, Devin Booker. And best coach you ever had? Tom. Uh-huh. Right, you said Miss Buster? Yep. She gonna love that. She gonna love that. <laughs> and we we were literally just talking about all the nicknames that she uh, gave all the players. Oh man. Change, of <laughs> oh man. Oh, but nah, bro. Let's 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 dive into it though, man. Who uh, you know, who put the ball in your hands, and then where did your love, you know, for the game originate from? Miss Foster. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I was, man. I probably was about six, seven years old when I first started working with Miss Foster. Um, you know, my parents were always so busy with work, and you know, providing for the family that they couldn't really. Uh, you know, <laughs> teach me basketball. So they would just drop me off of Miss Foster for hours and hours and hours a day. And man, she would kill. She would kill me. She would. You know, you guys know Miss Foster. She'll curse yeah, me yeah, hours yeah, for sure. And like, she just taught me how to develop such thick skin. Yes, yes. You know, because it it's just all tough love. You know, at the end of the day, I knew she loved me more than you know a lot of a lot of people did. That would show fake love. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Miss yeah. um, Foster, though, she always got a special place in my heart. Uh, she taught me the game. She taught me uh, how to be mentally strong during times of adversity. Um, so I got to give her the credit to to me getting uh, the places basketball took me. I agree, man. <laughs> you hit it right on the head. I, yeah. I just talked to her a couple weeks ago about our like, like she. No, one of the most loving people I've ever met. Yeah. When you're younger, you do not feel that it's like, man, it's like, hey, me. Like, <laughs> I know for myself, I try everything to skip practice. I like stay in the bathroom for 30 minutes. I'm crying, all type of stuff. But, like, man, I, used I used to go home crying, man, telling my mom I'm not going back. I quit basketball, all type of stuff. Seriously, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, we. That's what I'm saying. Looking back on it, even off the court stuff, you know. Just building that thick, that thick skin and and that work ethic too is I definitely credit her for that. No, yeah. definitely. I was gonna say if you a hooper, you definitely know, you know, from Chicago, Miss Foster, man. Shout oh, out yeah. to Miss Foster. Yeah, uh, she she worked with a lot of people that's you know doing a lot of big things now too on the court. Mm-hmm. Sure. I also got to give credit to my man uh Nick and Mike Irvin though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let them go under the table. Shout out to Coach Slaughter, Ty Slaughter as well. Yeah, for uh, sure. you know, I've been blessed to have. Uh, been coached by a lot of the best coaches in the city uh, that the city has to offer. So uh, I don't take that for granted. Yeah. And, and with that being said, that, you know, that transitions me into, you know, our next question. What does basketball, you know, mean to Chicago? Basketball is like, I feel like it's the heart and soul of Chicago. You know, it brings a lot of people together. Uh, it builds a lot of relationships. Um, you know, some of my best friends today, Jaleel, Paul, uh, McKinley, uh, those are all Chicago basketball players that I met, um, you know, eighth grade AAU and went to high school together. So, um, you know, Chicago basketball is more than just a game. Um, it's, it's more like a lifestyle, I feel like. For sure. Yeah. That's a great point. Definitely. And I was, oh, go ahead, bro. No, I was gonna I was gonna say uh for the, the listeners that that's listening that know you, Miles, they know you, you know, you you a shot maker, man. So I was gonna ask you who oh, taught you how to yeah, who taught you how to uh, shoot, man? You know, you're one of the best three-pointers to, to come out of uh, out of CPS. Yeah. So, uh, oh, man. 
I don't know if I can really credit one specific coach. Um, I kind of would just credit all of them for just making me get in the gym every day. Yeah. Um, I kind of was was just born with a natural touch kind of yeah. that you can't really teach. Uh, and then the repetitions would just get me, you know, give me more confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, allow me to feel comfortable on the court to to take and make those shots because, right. you know, making shots is 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 really mental. You know, Not anybody sure. can go out there in an empty gym and you know hit eighty percent of their shots and mm-hmm. being able to carry that to the game, you know, you got to have a certain level of confidence. You can't be out there uh, timid. So, Good point. Um, I, I really have had great coaches that allowed me to go play my game. Uh, you know, Coach Stoudemire, Coach Kruger. Yep. Um, those are co- those those are coaches that really encourage you to go out there and do what you can do. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if you're not producing, you'll be on the bench. It is what it is. They gonna give you the confidence to, yeah, to, exactly. to go put put points on the board. I mean, as a player, that's all you can ask for. Just the opportunity yeah, yeah. to be out there. And a coach that, you know, has confidence in you, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. But, um, yeah. St- staying on the topic of Chicago basketball, let's talk about the city tournament for a minute. I know that that's – going back to what I how I started this this uh, episode off, like I remember growing up, like that's like a whole event, like college mm-hmm. players coming back from school, <laughs> everybody in the city packed into Chicago State. Yeah. And uh, you, you also had, you know, some big games, you know, on that floor. So can you talk a bit about – the uh, city tournament and you guys won how many cities uh city championships we won uh we won my junior year mm-hmm. we beat morgan park yeah i remember that like, like a, a, a double overtime it was a crazy game at chicago <laughs> played then my senior year we lost to curie um i think that might have been four or five overtimes is that when you had the the patch that's over your eye right. i remember that yeah i had i had we played morgan park in the semi-final yeah uh, me and charlie little charlie more south to little charlie we're going for a loose ball and <laughs> the back of his head hits the front of my head splits me open i had to get plastic surgery right after the game yeah. um and then, uh, yeah, the doctor told me I, you know, I shouldn't play. I got to let the surgery heal. But the, you know, the games is back to back. Right. Like, man, I'm not missing the championship. <laughs> you know, a, a little surgery. So, um, I think over the course of my basketball career, I just love the moment. Uh, I just love those big moments. Um, you know, even though I was on the team with the number one player in the nation. Paul White, another, you know, could yeah. have been McDonald's All-American. Uh, LJ Peak, a yeah. great Georgetown career. Um, now playing overseas in Japan. Uh, you know, they just, they always gave me the confidence to take the last shot. Um, and in the city tournaments, I would just, <laughs> they would go in. <laughs> I was fortunate for those moments and, and my teammates instilling that confidence in me. Yeah, sure. man. I was gonna say that the the Curie game I remember went to what like two or three overtimes. It was the Curie so game was four or five. Yeah, bro. Uh, it was, I know. I think it was four. Four yeah. overtimes. It was crazy. Ja fouled out. Ja fouled out in the first overtime. Paul fouled in the second, and then we were just like, man, we can't we can't <laughs> off the cliff. Man, Not those two. So they end up getting us. Uh, Imagine y'all open gyms, bro. That had to be crazy. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> All the coaches coming in and see you guys, bro. I know that was crazy. 
Man, our open gyms, you would think it uh it think it's peach jam. <laughs> you know, we'd have Coach K, Coach Calipari, um Billy Donovan when he was in Florida, um, Mark Few, just you name it, they were there, Sean Miller, all the scene. We would we would go out there and compete. Uh we would we would treat each open gym like it was a real game. Mm-hmm. And it was just so fun because you know, everybody wanted to win each game. We were, everybody was so competitive. Yeah. We'd be out there. We'll forget the coaches. We'll forget the coaches. coaches. <laughs> we'll start fighting almost. <laughs> it's like that. It's definitely like it's that. Definitely that. Definitely it definitely yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, bro. That's that's dope. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, you know, part of part of the, the amateurs is just, you know, making sure we educate, you know, the generation under us. So what advice do you have for, you know, the high school well the 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 grammar school athletes? you know, trying to figure out what, what high school they should go to, AAU program, like what advice do you have for them? I think the best uh, advice I can offer young kids growing up is, you know, we're in an era right now where so much is focused around social media, uh, so much is focused around um, the internet and what others perceive of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was kind of around when we were in high school. I know you guys are a couple of years younger than me. But for the most part, if you could hoop, they would find you. You didn't yeah. have to worry about, you know, getting a mixtape out. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about how many followers you had, uh, like a lot of these kids are so focused on. So if I had to just give any advice, I would just say just go out there and hoop, work on your game. Uh, when it comes to choosing a school, whether that be elementary school, high school, college, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's about your growth, where you see yourself and where the school sees uh, sees you and the potential that you have and can offer the school. Mm. So, uh, you know, you got to be selfish with your yes. decisions. Yes. Um, you know, as much as you, you might want to play with, you know, your best friend, go to high school with your <laughs> best friend and, you know, uh, be teammates with them, it might not be best for your career. Um, so I would say that just, just be a little selfish. Yeah. yeah. It's look, I'm both of us are pretty selfless people, and we've that's kind of been our detriment when it comes to like the decision making as far as like choosing schools and stuff. So, I definitely want to stress that like it's okay yeah. to be selfish in this situation, like right, exactly. Man, and this then, is right. Sorry to cut you off, Bryce. And then once you get to the school, you know, you got to put your ego aside, yeah. you got to work with your teammates because at the end of the day, that's all you got. Yeah, uh, you got to go to practice every day, ready to work. You got to. You know, you got to instill that confidence so your coach can trust you. Uh, another piece of advice. If your coach can't trust you off the court, and I realized this, not until college, they can't play you. You know, they have to trust you on and off the court in order yeah. to have that real relationship. Oh, and, and so you guys can go out there and win championships. Anybody can – the coach can put any five players on the court and lose games, but you're only going to win and win championships the right way if everybody's bought in. And everybody can trust everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's a fact. That's a Great fact. point. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the same note, what factors did you take in the, into account when you were choosing your college? Uh, man, well, I went to three different schools, so it was tough. Uh, going into St. Louis, um, I wanted to go to a school where I could, you know, have the ability or the opportunity to play right away. Mm-hmm. So that was important for me. Uh, so I went to St. Louis. I was able to play a little bit my freshman year. Sophomore year, I was starting. You know, we had a coaching change. So then I was uh, I elected to transfer to Pacific. And that decision was 
100% due to Coach Damon Stoudemire. Mm. Uh, I knew literally nothing about the University of Pacific. Uh, I went out there, visited, and committed on the spot. Just <laughs> I felt so comfortable being around him. Yeah. And then Oklahoma, uh, that was probably my the my toughest decision I ever had to make, leaving Coach Stoudemire. Uh, we have a real relationship past basketball, uh, kind of like father-son. Mm. Um, so, you know, that conversation was tough. Uh, you know, the, my first three years playing, I never got to go to the NCAA tournament. Mm. Uh, you know, I wasn't really winning like how I was in high school. So, you know, for my grad year, I, I, I had to be selfish. <laughs> I had to make that decision on my own. Um, so I entered the transfer porter portal and, you know, right. to Oklahoma and I loved it. You know, Coach Kruger expre- expressed the vision to me. Um, I was able to play 25 minutes a game and impact a team that, you know, uh, made it to the NCAA tournament, even won a game. So, before we go forward, can you, can you talk a bit about how important your relationship is with your coach? Which one? I mean, you, you talked about how, you know, like you and Stonehenge were close and yeah. you know, in general, when, you, when you're choosing a school, just take into account, like how close you are with the head coach. You should definitely be speaking to them throughout the process. Yeah. And things like that. No, it makes a huge difference. Um, in high school, I was so, so close to Coach Slaughter, uh, Coach Mike and Nick, that when I got to St. Louis, um, it was a complete 180. Our mm. coach, you know, he was – he was business as usual. <laughs> I'll see you at practice, uh, but outside of practice, that's it. <laughs> you're on your own. Don't get in trouble. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. get your grades up, but outside of practice, you probably won't be hearing from me or seeing me. Yeah, yeah. So it was a real, you know, business oriented relationship. Um, so that was a real uh, change for me that I had to adjust to. Um, and I didn't really like it, you know, to be mm-hmm. honest, I didn't really like it. I like having a good relationship with my coach yeah. where I can talk to them about uh, my issues off the court, you know, if something's going on, uh, you know, maybe with my family or something I just got to talk to. Yeah. Um, you know, I couldn't really do that with them. So um, that was another reason why I uh, really wanted to get a little change of scenery, change of environment and switch it up. For sure. Yeah, sure. It makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, talk a little bit about uh, your experience under Damon Stoudemire, man. We know he's a great basketball mind, great coach, you know, great player in the NBA. So can you talk about what you learned from him and everything? Man, Coach Foster, I mean, Coach uh, Stoudemire, that took me back to them Coach Coach Foster. (laughs) (laughs) Man, when I tell y'all them practices. Like that? Man. (laughs) Stoudemire don't play. (laughs) They're wrong. But he's the type of guy, you know, during practice, he's going to be on you. He's going to get on you every single play. He's going to get on you. But outside those lines, he loves you like a son. Mm. He's really make sure you're good mm. um, in every aspect of life. Mm. And, you know, that, that means a lot to me. Um, you know, my time at Pacific, you know, he, he expressed during my redshirt year that I was going to be working harder than probably ever worked before. And he was right. Mm. Um Every day he had me, you know, weight room, 6 a.m., you know, before practice, reps, during practice, scout team, no breaks. 
Um, after practice, extra conditioning, game days, conditioning before the game. <laughs> sometimes, uh, so like it was, it was real work, and that. But that led to me, um, my redshirt junior year, just going out there with so much confidence. I just felt like I could tackle anything. I was ready to take on anybody, no matter who we played. Mm. Um, and without that, I would have never had the opportunity to go to a Big 12 school. Right, right. Uh, you know, without Coach Stoudemire, those doors would have never opened for me. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you said, you were able to go to Oklahoma. I, I had the opportunity of playing there this past year. We almost beat them. I'm going to throw I that out. It. I, along. I was like, man, they might do it. <laughs> yeah, man. But what was that, you know, that, going from mid-major to like a high major, like one of the top programs in the country Big playing in a tournament. Can you just talk more about that experience? Because I didn't get to live it. Yeah. So I got, I got to live through you right here. What was that like? Man, it was different. Um, you know, the, the major difference between playing at a mid-major to a, a high major school uh, would be the preparation going into it. Uh, you know, at mid-major schools, you could kind of go out and you can kind of get by on ability and mm -hmm. talent, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in those big conferences like the Big 12, uh, you know, there's a lot of one and dones. There's a lot <laughs> of this and the third. There's talent everywhere. Sure. So you got to really, you know, you got to break up that film. Where can I get this competitive advantage over my, you know, opponent? What is what is my opponent like doing that I can, you know, maybe get a hand in the passion lane, get a okay. skill? What can I do to cut off their go-to move. So I was watching a lot of film, uh, you know, on the way, on the planes to the game, coming home, planes from the game, chopping up film with coach. Uh, you know, pretty much every day would, you know, I'll go to coach's office, we'll watch practice, chop it up, what I did well, what I didn't well, didn't do well, and what I need to work on. Um, so I, I kind of think the main difference was, you know, just putting talent completely aside because mm -hmm. I think everybody could do what I could do, you know, mm -hmm. at that level it'd be the little things that separated me and get me on the court. Mm. A lot of preparation. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of preparation. Yep. That's a great point. Even in my diet, like for that course of, I think I was at Oklahoma for a total of around nine months. And like from day one, they had me on a, you know, this type of diet, you know, mm -hmm. Drinking, eating this and drinking this before practice. After mm -hmm. practice, you're eating this, you know, so your body feels right, you know, at all yeah. times. You didn't, you never felt sluggish, you know. There would be some days where, you know, just like everybody, but the preparation would eliminate, you know, most of that. Yeah. You could you could pretty much see that, too, from, like, uh, me and Bryce playing at mid-majors, playing high-majors. Mm -hmm. Body-wise, you know, that's – that's I'll say that's one of the big differences, too, like me just being at a mid-major, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. no problem to mid-majors. You know, high-major mm -hmm. schools obviously have more fun. Yeah. They have more money that they can do things like that. They can hire, you know, nutritionists and stuff. Nutritionists yeah, yeah, yeah. They, can hire, they can have a, a different weight program for you. Mm -hmm. Like, right. My weight program was all tailored Strictly, yeah. to me and what I needed. I was already 22 years old. I didn't need to worry about, you know, building strength. I didn't have to worry about doing all the things that, you know, you have to do as a freshman. Mm -hmm. It was more like maintain and do everything that mm -hmm. I needed to do, you know, movement-wise. Where do I struggle on the court? You know, mm -hmm. I, do, I, do I need better hit mobility? The details, know? yeah. Yeah, just real yeah. detail-oriented. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so out of your whole college career, man, what was what was your favorite uh, college memory? Favorite college memory, man. I don't know. Oh well, definitely uh, beating Ole Miss in the tournament. That's what mm-hmm. I expected. Definitely beating <laughs> Ole Miss in the tournament. That was special. Uh, my teammates gave me the honor of, you know, stamping the to the ticket on the board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I moved on to play Virginia that ultimately ended up winning it all. Mm. Um, I have to say that's my number one favorite memory. And then also as a college athlete, everybody loves winning on the road. You know, it's yes, no, yeah, it's no better feeling. <laughs> Going in, taking over somebody's trap and just, you know, dominating. Best feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's let's circle uh to the brand, man. I know you're doing some things, you know, you mentioned earlier off the court as well. So uh, you know, every for all the listeners, you know, Miles and his, his sister has a brand, Kendall Miles, uh, in which you know everyone been been posting on social media. So can you talk about you know the brand idea and, and you know the role you're playing in that as well? Yeah, uh first and foremost, I gotta shout out everybody that you know supported in any way, whether I was you know purchasing a shoe, posting the shoe, mm-hmm. inquiring about the shoe, you know, it, nothing goes unnoticed. Um and the shoe itself, man, it was such a process. Uh we started working on it like right when I was getting into Oklahoma, so like fall mm-hmm. 2018. Wow. Um and I, you know, being in season, you can't really work on it like that. I was, right. you know, get we transfer ideas here and there, but mm-hmm. um, you know, the process was just so long. You know, you gotta sketch the shoe. You know, you gotta we, our manufacturers in Italy. You gotta go to the manufacturer. You gotta make sure everything's right. If nothing, if mm-hmm. something's not, not how you like, you gotta go back to the drawing board. You gotta do this, that, and the other. <laughs> you know, you gotta get samples. You gotta test them out. You gotta make sure they fit. You can't have, you know, people out here with busted shoes. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you gotta make the qualities, you know, second to none. Um, so that process alone was special. Um, I, we dropped the shoe uh, around, I think it was September 20th, uh, so almost two months ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we produced 80, sh- 80 pairs of shoes. It sold out. Mm. Um, so that was a big blessing. And, sure. you know, uh, I'm getting all these notifications. That I got to go back to the drawing board first. <laughs> uh, hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll have some uh, some free time to just, you know, start getting that going with my sister and uh, putting, the, putting that in the works. That's yeah. dope. Congrats That's again dope. on that. Appreciate that, man. I was gonna say, man, that's that's exciting, man. You know, you you building something with your sister too. No better feeling, you know. Uh, you know, doing stuff with your family. But uh, is are there any other projects that the listeners can be on the lookout for? You know, in the near future. Oh man, um, you know, I've recently recently been employed by Loop Capital. Uh, you know, that's another brand that's in the family. Uh, mm-hmm. shout out to my dad, Jim Reynolds, yeah. uh, CEO and founder. So. Uh, we've got a lot of the works right now. I can't talk too much on, um, but just be on the lookout for that. I'll probably say within the next couple months. Okay. okay. Pretty soon, man. Pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty soon. Oh, it's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. For sure. Um, but I mean, last question as always, uh, do you have a quote or a mantra that you want to share with the audience that you live by? I do. I do. Success is the greatest revenge. Mm, okay. I like yeah. that. I like let let the let the success do the talking. Let my success, man. We don't got to go back and forth with nobody. We ain't got to go tit for tat. Yep. 
you know, we're going to handle our business and, and in silence. So love it. success love is the greatest revenge. Love yep. it, man. Well, thank you for coming on. This is a great yep. episode. As I mentioned before, you were definitely one of the guards that I was looking up, looking up to when I was, you know, younger and in sure, middle school sure. and things like that. So yeah. this is dope to have you on finally. Yep. Oh, man, I love being yep. out here with you guys, man. Thank you. And also, bro, I, I like to see that, you know, you're doing other stuff, too. Like, it ain't just basketball. And that's another yeah. thing that we're highlighting, too, you know, as us being athletes. We can't let that define us. So I think that's that's important for us to exactly, you know, basketball is a great way to so many opportunities. Um, like I said earlier, I've developed so many relationships, uh, so many friendships of individuals through basketball. And I'm not just talking about, you know, on a small level. Right. You know, it's going to be people that you meet through basketball that can really help impact and shape your life. For real. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, even if basketball doesn't get you to where you want it to go, you don't make the NBA, you don't go D1, you know, there's a, a world of opportunity that it's going to bring to right. you. Right. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah.